Welcome to this episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today is UT Arlington head coach Krista Gerlich. Coach Gerlich is in her sixth season, and man, what a job she has done. She took over a program that wasn't good, did not have a lot of history at all, and now has them on the brink of potentially making the NCAA tournament for the first time. Took them to the WNIT a few seasons ago and won four games the first year, and now they're at 22 wins and building. They're in first place in the Sun Belt. Uh, looking forward to talking to her about building her program. She was a, a starting point guard on the 93 Texas Tech Women's Basketball National Championship team with Cheryl Swoop. So we'll talk to her about her, her playing career. She was an assistant at Tech, and then she was a, a head coach at the D2 level for seven years. So we'll talk to her about the transition there as well. So looking forward to having Coach on. We'll get her on right now and be right back. This is The Jump Around. And welcome back to the Jump Around. And join me, as promised, it is UT Arlington head coach, Krista Gerlich. Coach, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, you guys are playing extremely well right now, having a great season. And uh, I know you got a game left in it, but really appreciate your time and, and looking forward to, to sharing your story a little bit with everyone. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I uh, It's an honor to be on, and I enjoy visiting about my team and just about basketball in general. So, um, I, it's great to be able to share our story a little bit. So yeah. thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, before we get into your team, which we certainly will cover, you uh, you you had a a fine playing career yourself. I think that's fair to say. And uh, <laughs> you uh, you won a pretty important game in '93. Uh, if people aren't aware, you won a national championship on that Texas Tech team. Uh, I'm sure you get asked this plenty, but going going back to that time. Um, take us back a little bit and, and talk us through winning a national championship and just kind of um, what that was like for you. Oh, for sure. I mean, I love talking about that. No doubt. <laughs> um, well, what a, what a life-changing um, moment and just experience that that, that was. And, and you know, um, I'm, I'm a West Texas girl and, and grew up. My dad was my coach in high school, and so I've been around basketball forever and very small town. Um, and... I was able to go to Texas Tech, and, and uh, you know, it was really fun because in my four years, we did – the growth of the program was an, an incredible. And uh, just from, you know, my freshman year, averaging about 500 fans a game, and, and we made it to the uh, NCAA tournament for the first time, I believe, in, in um, you know, Lady Raider history. And, and then the second year, we beat Texas for the first time in school history. And then we got this girl named Swoops. <laughs> that joined us our junior year, and um, that was phenomenal. And, and we were able to win our, our first conference championship um, that year. And then the following year is when we won the national championship. So it was just crazy. It was like four years of just something new, but completely exciting and unbelievable. And that that um, that 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 senior year, that championship year was just. Um, incredible. I mean, we, we kind of got on a roll and and uh, playing some really good basketball, and, and we were so unselfish. I mean, we had a superstar on our hands, and 
not one of us minded her being the superstar. We we knew that that we could all get there, you know, because we wanted the same thing, and and uh, it was a really really fun experience. But I'm telling you, when we got in the playoffs. It was one of those things where it never entered our mind that we would lose. I mean, we just yeah. we never said what if. We never said this is our last game. What if? You know, we just were having so much fun, and um, it just put Lubbock on the map and exploded. And I mean, I can still go back there today, or even in the area. And, and in fact, last night I was recruiting, and uh, I was in West Texas. I was in Abilene, and um, went to the concession stand to get some popcorn, and a <laughs> man said. Coach, I sure enjoyed watching you play in huh. tech because I was there for 93, you know? And I'm That's like, wow, cool. it, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, when you graduated, you finished as the school's all-time leader in assists, and I'm sure uh, having Cheryl Swoops probably attributed to 90% of those assists, right? Give her the ball <laughs> and just move out of the way. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, what I tell everybody is that, that uh, the reason that happened and the reason my jersey hangs in the rafters is because I was smart enough to throw it to Cheryl Swoops. <laughs> hey, something to be said about that, right? Know, know your role. Yes, oh, it is. I'm telling you. I mean, it it could have been real easy for me to say, well, I want mine, but, man, I was – I was happy to give her hers. <laughs> yeah. Well, after you graduate, uh, you, you spend some time coaching at the at the high school level. Was it always a goal of yours to eventually get into collegiate coaching? You know, it's funny because um, just growing up being a coach's daughter, um, I never even thought about coaching college. I I just was like, oh, I, I, I you know, I'm going to follow my dad's footsteps. I'm going to be a high school coach. Da da da. da. And, and uh, an opportunity came up when we lived in San Antonio for me to be an assistant at ETSA. And and um, to be quite honest, I, I was going to have to coach softball in the spring <laughs> when that job oh, came wow. open. <laughs> and I was, like, scared to death to have to coach softball. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, I'm going to go try my hand at this college stuff. And, and that, you know, I didn't have to teach class and I didn't have to, um, <laughs> didn't have to coach softball. And I loved it, loved everything about it. And, um and, and so that's kind of when I got my feet wet. And I don't know why it didn't dawn on me to, to try to go to, to the college route. I think it, I just was thinking I'm starting a family and I'm going to, you know, we're a small town. This is just what I grew up knowing and doing. And, and that that's the route that I was going. So I was really glad when I went to the college route and just, I, I love it. I absolutely love coaching at the college level. Yeah, well, part of that early part of your, your career as a college coach, you got to spend working under a Hall of Famer. Um, what was it like yeah. um, being an assistant for Marsha Sharp, and, and what kind of what kind of things did you learn and pick up then that maybe you still kind of utilize today? Yeah, you know, what's crazy about that is that um, I, I, I went back and coached with the exact staff that coached me. Hmm. So... Um, so a little intimidating for sure. Yeah. And, and also I just loved how they treated me like a coach. They didn't treat me like, you know, I mean, they still called me Kirk because that's the, everybody called me through, you know, when I was playing, um, is my, my maiden name, but, but they never treated me like I, I was a player and that, you know, I was learning the ropes. I mean, they, they helped me along of course, but they just gave me a great responsibility. They valued my opinion, um, and, and I just loved it. Um, but yeah, I learned so much from all of them. Um, and it's interesting because I do, we do a lot of things that, that, that we did on the floor against, uh, at Texas Tech. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty high-low oriented and, and we ran a lot of high-low stuff when, when I played it with Coach Sharp or played for Coach Sharp. Um, but 
I'll tell you the things that I've learned the most from her or what I utilize the most from her is just um, the, the how to run a program and how to, um, you know, be involved with the community and, and um, just trying to build up a program and to get it where it's um, one of the top you know, sports or athletic teams on your campus even. Um, I think those are the things that I have learned and implemented so much um, as a head coach now um, and, and and just player relationships. I mean, I, I thought she did a great job um, when we were playing of, of just having those relationships with her players and, like I said, valuing our opinions and our, um, you know, our dreams and goals and, and just really helped us get to where we wanted to go. Well, eventually you you take the leap and decide to lead your own program and get that opportunity to do that as a, as a head coach at um, West Texas A&M. What was it about um, that that, um, you know, when you, you hear all the time people say, you know, those those six inches between that first chair and second chair makes a huge difference whenever yeah, yeah. you're the leader. What, what were some things that maybe you didn't anticipate um, when you took over that program as the head coach that you're like, oh, wow, this is this is different. This is harder. Or, you yeah. know, what, what kind of things kind of caught you off guard? Yeah, uh, that's that's a great question. Um, and it's kind of the, the thing where, you know, when you when you're an assistant, I think you're constantly trying to, um, you know, develop your own philosophy, develop your own uh, program and just your style, things like that. And and no matter how great the head coaches that you're working for or with, um, you still have situations or, you know, things that happen that you're like, mm, I'm, I'm not sure I would handle it that way. You know, I'm, and, and I always encourage my assistants and, um, and just even my players and stuff, you know, to keep a notebook and to write down things that you like that we do and write down things that you don't like that we do. And that's how you develop mm. your own philosophy. And uh, I think one of the biggest things whenever I became that head coach was that those things in that column of I might not do it the same way. It's like it was deja vu and the exact same things are happening to me. And I completely would understand why she handled some things. I was like, Oh, now I know. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) And it it might be something like, um, gosh, even, even disciplining a player, you know, like, man, why'd she put up with that? I wouldn't have put up with that. And, (laughs) and then you kind of look at it and you're like, Oh, I see why she put up with that. And not, not because they were a great player, but just because of external factors that I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is that you, as much as people want you to treat all players the same, they're not all the same. Yeah. And, and, and everybody has something different about them. And, and, uh, you know, whether, <clears throat> whether it's off the court or on the court or, or how they were raised or, um, just different experiences. I mean, kids just aren't the same. So I think that some things that have been really difficult for me is, is just managing people. Um, and the bigger you go, like at WT, you know, I had a staff of one. I mean, it was me and, and, and one assistant. Um, and we might get a, we might get a student assistant or a grad. Um, and then now at, at UTA, you know, I've got, I've got four coaches and, and uh, you know, student assistants and grad assistants and a, an administrative assistant. And it's hard to manage people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that part of it has been really um, eye-opening to me. Uh, we'll, we'll get into your program here in a second, but I, I don't want it to be lost that, uh, you built a heck of a program at West Texas A&M, um, seven seasons there. You went 168 and 53, won four straight conference titles. Um, you made some runs in the tournament when you have 
you have it rolling, right? You guys were rolling there. And then you take over a program at UT Arlington that you you knew was going to have to, you're going to have to start over basically. Um, so what, what kind of, I guess not challenges, but you know, what goes into that? Because that is a leap of man, we're winning a lot and there's a chance we're not going to win a lot here, uh, over the next few years. Yeah. So what was that like for you those first few years? Because you guys did struggle. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it hardest thing I've ever done. Mm. It's the absolute hardest thing I've ever done. Um, and, and it is definitely, uh, something that I try to, uh, encourage my kids and, and use it as a teaching tool with my own, with my players as they're, as they're developing into, um, you know, prof- young professionals who are going to have to make decisions. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where I had to have the courage to do it because, it would have been very easy and very comfortable for me to stay at West Texas A&M and to continue to try to keep that place, you know, rock, rocking and rolling, and which which they still are, which is so great. I love that. Um, and, and let it be known, I didn't take over a program at West Texas A&M that was struggling. They they were already good. They had tons of tradition. Um, you know, I had a I had a ended up being a four time All American uh, coming back for her sophomore year. So it's not like um, you know I took over something there and had to, to build it from the ground up. And um, but but on the flip side of that, <laughs> taking UTA uh, yes. was something something like that. Um, they hadn't won uh, twenty one games combined in th- the last three years. Um, but it was it was a, p- a point in my career where I had to decide if. It, if I wanted to stay at division two and like I said, be comfortable or if I wanted to follow my dreams of being a division one head coach and, and, um, you know, trying to go and win a national championship, um, at that level, at the same level that I played at. And first of all, let me say that I love division two. Oh my gosh. I love coaching it. I love everything about it. Um, it's a great, great thing. And it's just, there's nothing wrong with being there. Absolutely not. And, And I just wanted to, um, I think it was just a thing where, for my family as well, it was like, look, I want to see if I can do this, um, but it would open doors for them, too, because my kids were um, about to be in junior high. Uh, they were going to, you know, have more opportunity in, in, a, in the Metroplex area. Um, my husband was going to have more opportunity in, in his field, um, as professional field, and, and so that certainly played a role in it, but I definitely um, was very, very nervous about taking that because I had never taken a program and, and, and at the where it was, where UTA was, to try to turn it around. But it, it was something that I loved the challenge of. Um, it's funny that you. I'm sitting here at my desk right now, and, and I have a sticky note that's taped to my um, <laughs> it's taped to my uh, computer, and it's been there since the day I took the job. And it says it will be difficult. It will take time. It will require sacrifice, but it will be worth it. And I look at it every single day, and, and I'm telling you that got me through that first year because while we were winning four games mind you four games <laughs> the team that I left was playing for a national championship oh, brutal and, and I knew that yeah it was brutal yeah and I knew that I knew that and I was so happy for those kids that boy it makes you go what did I do yeah you know yeah. what what did I do and I really had to stay focused on my vision and on the kids that I was coaching and and if you fast forward, um, you know, six years, the key, the girls that were on that, that four win season at UTA, there were four seniors there and, and not just those four seniors, but all the girls, they all come to our games 
they um, they're in the stands cheering for us. They're so proud and happy, and and they feel like they are a part of it, and they are. They they certainly um, helped us start getting this program in the direction that we wanted it to go, and it was hard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it's it, it's so fun. I mean, it's so fun to be able to build something from the ground up and go, man, look what we've done, and look. It, our vision is coming to reality now. Yeah. Well, it's fun now. Yes. Yeah. To be clear. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. Now that yeah. you're winning 20 plus games. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, but, sure. uh, but to be fair from year one to year two, you go from four wins to 17, which is yes. a pretty outrageous jump. Uh, yeah. Were you just, I mean, were you just beaming? I mean, you probably felt like you're on top yeah. of the world, right? There is no doubt about <laughs> that. Yes. You know, that was, that was the largest turnaround in division one yeah. that year. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, we were so proud of it. And, and it, it all started with those kids that we signed and they just believed in us. And, and one of them, um, is Sierra Johnson, who's now a fifth year senior on this year's team. So, you know, she and Rebecca Van Dyke, um, were our first freshmen that we signed, um, for that second year. And they had, they signed sight unseen. I mean, they, they signed when we hadn't even won a game yet and they just bought what we were selling. You know, but to be fair, too, I mean, I, I had I'd been looking at some Division One jobs that I would be interested in, and UTA was definitely on my radar, but only because um, they had made some, um, some strides and some commitments in, in their athletic program that I thought would definitely be a place that I could build on. I mean, I, I think you really have to look at some of those things um, that – that can help you be successful. And um, obviously their location was, was great. I mean, about in the middle of the Metroplex. Um, obviously I, the fact that they were changing conferences, I thought was big. They were in the Sun Belt. They were going to be in the Sun Belt for the first time that year that I took over. And, and then clearly it being a great academic school, but also um, the facility that they built. I just thought that that really showed an investment in the athletic program and particularly men's and women's basketball. And that's what drew me to UTA. Yeah. Uh, when you guys uh, in 2016-17, you win 22 games, you go 14-4 and four mm-hmm. in conference, and you make that WNIT. Um, obviously, the, the end goal, everyone wants to make the NCAA tournament, of course, but I, I know it's not lost on you because you, were, you did build it, but when you make the WNIT, that's a big deal. Uh, so what was it like for your program when you guys were able to make a postseason berth for, I believe, third time ever in school history? Yeah, such a big deal, such a big deal. And um, just to give you a little bit of feedback on that, um, even the kids that we had at that point, um, they still didn't, they didn't understand that. Like, they didn't understand even really what the WNIT was. Um, So that's the the type of kids. We had great competitors, and we had, um, and they were, we kind of were able to, you know, get kids that were flying under the radar but one of the reasons I think they're flying under the radar is because they didn't really understand the big picture. And um, for us to, you know, I remember bringing them in because I had a really good feeling that we were going to get to be in the WNIT. And we did the watch show, and they just they just didn't really understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, completely different from this year's team. I mean, they completely understand what's happening. But um, it was huge for us. It was huge for our program. It's huge for recruiting. Um, and just, you know, getting some respect and, and um, building that culture that we wanted, um, even in the Metroplex area. I mean, we really had to um, 
you know, we, we were very, very excited about that and felt like we kind of missed an opportunity um, by losing that first game. You know, I think we, we were ahead at halftime and we weren't able to hold on in the second half at Tulane. And um, I really felt like we missed an opportunity to really kind of explode onto the women's basketball map. Yeah. What, um, well, again, for this year, 22-6, and 14-3 in conference. Uh, you got a, a game left in the regular season. As you guys wrap up against Texas State on uh, March 9th, this coming Saturday, uh, for you guys to take that step forward and get into the NCAA tournament, um, what specifically does your team need to do here down the stretch to make a run through a difficult conference tournament? Yeah, we. I think you know we have so many young kids and then also just kids that we just haven't been there before. I mean, this is going to be the – the first time that we're playing in the semifinals, um, and, and it's because um, I believe this is the first time we're playing in the semifinals. Maybe we played in it that that year, um, but anyway, it, it's just a it's it's a mindset. It's that they've got to understand that man. Every from this point forward, every game that we play, we, the stakes are higher. Your intensity has to go up. Your focus has to go up. Your toughness has to go up, and everybody's fighting for, for something greater. And um, I think that's what our kids have to do is mature really quickly and keep raising their toughness factor more than anything. Yeah. Uh, what ways have you specifically, um, and you can it can be from the start of your head coaching career or even just starting uh, at UCA, but in what ways would you say that you have personally changed or grown the most? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think it kind of goes back to uh, what I said about um, about players being they're not all the same, and you can't necessarily treat them all the same. And um, but at the same time, you can hold them to um, a standard, um, and that's kind of what we've done here at UTA. Um, you know, I told our staff when we took the job that we have one chance to turn this around the right way, and we just weren't going to. Um, we weren't going to take a shortcut, and and believe me, we didn't. <laughs> it's been a long haul. It's been a long haul. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but but we did. I think we've done it the right way, and we've we've really sold that in recruiting, and and we won't take a player um, just because they're a great player. I mean, they've got to fit what we're doing, and they've got to to fit um, our philosophy, and they have to fit our just our level of, of work ethic and, and sacrifice and commitment that we want. Um, and so I think I have become more selective. I think I've mm. become more confident that we can, that the system, that our system will produce what we, the, the, the uh, results that we want without compromising our values, our integrity, you know, of, of, um, thinking that we, we've got to get that player because she's just such a great player. Right. Um, we made some really tough decisions even this last year, this last spring. I made some tough personnel decisions that um, and, and on, on our team that has obviously paid off for us that was really difficult at the time. And, um, and, and I think our team has, has seen that, and it was difficult for them. Um, but it's been really great it's been so much fun and so rewarding to see it come about um, you know it, it just it, it coming about full circle and our kids that's what makes them who they are and what our team's so great is that they they are 100% bought in yeah well, I, I do want to talk to you about 
uh, a recruit you missed out on, um, Bryn Gerlich. I mean, just <laughs> I, I I don't want to call you out, Coach, but that that's a blown that's a blown job by you guys. Uh, but no, right? in, in all in all seriousness, uh, your daughter is a freshman at Oklahoma State. I know you're certainly proud of her, but uh, yeah. man, you got to reel that one in. That's a game changer for you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Let me tell you, it, just, it, it does not go silently. That's for sure. I mean, that, it, absolutely. Um, I have been ribbed about that by more than one. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but I, I tell you, um, that that might have been, I said this job has been the hardest job I've, I've ever had, but that might have been one of the hardest things I've ever done is, is to go through that process with her um, and and to let her um, grow and, and be her own person. And, uh, and, and, you know, and not be selfish on my part of it um, <laughs> and, and want that. But it's been so great um, for both of us and, uh, one thing, you know, she definitely gave us a look. She gave us a chance, um, and, and we did we did everything within reason that we could. I think maybe a couple of things unreasonable. <laughs> I, I you, to be quite honest, I felt like I might have missed out on that when she was like ten or eleven, and I coached her AAU team. I oh like no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yep. That, that's it. That's it. We found it. I think that's when she decided, yeah, I'm not playing for this lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how was how was but I will say this, that I'm really, really proud of her. And yeah. um, I love, there's probably, the only, you know, I, I, when she signed with Oklahoma State, I said they just became my second favorite team. Sure. And, uh, and that's very true. Um, and, and, but what I've absolutely loved is just getting to be her mom. You know, I, I go to the games. I was just there on Monday night for their last um, home game. And uh, I, I love being her mom and being able to show some favoritism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if, if she was on my bench, that wouldn't be happening. <laughs> I understood. I, I am curious what for you in the recruiting process. You know, you obviously you get it. You you know how the game works. And yeah. so, uh, were you? Do you think you were like extra? Uh, not difficult, but were you? Were you intimidating those other coaches at all, those other colleges that are calling? Because you're like, hey, listen, I know the deal. I know about you. I don't like you. Right. We know what they say about you because we know how it is. It's a small world. We all know yeah. each other. Um, how was that, though, for you on on the other side of it? Yeah, it was um, It was great, actually. It was a great learning experience um, for me um, because I was able to – kind of use that experience to see what other people do. And, and, you know, like there, there was some affirmation there because there were some things that they did that I was like, okay, we do that. That's good. And then there were some things that they did that I was like, oh, we need to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's really good. And I, I will say that I, I don't feel like I, I mean, I, I'm not that intimidating. I don't think so. I don't think that I intimidate anybody, but I do think that Bren's recruiting kind of took a hit a little bit because everybody just assumed she was going to play for me. Yeah. Um, and so, that was one of the things that was one of the turning points for she and I was at at the April before her senior year. I I said to her, Hey, you need to decide. You've got to decide now if we're in the picture or not, because you know, if we're not, then we've got to get, you've got to get some looks. And, um, and that's when she made the really, and, and you know, my staff was so great because they recruited her really hard, but I was, and I was clearly upset when she, said that, you know, no, she probably didn't want to come here. Yeah. But what my staff was so great, and Talby Justice, who's my um, he's my associate head coach, 
he, I was kind of vending to him a little bit, and he said, you know, Coach, he goes, I, I totally get where you're coming from. He goes, but I want you to just put yourself in Bryn's shoes for just a second and think about how hard that was for her to tell her mom that she didn't want to, you know, play for you. I was like, okay. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and just kind of put it back on me a little bit, like, you know what? She is a 17-year-old girl who's trying to make a really tough decision. But, um, but I do think that I learned a lot of great things, and, and it, it did help me, too, um, I think I was a little bit instrumental in, in she was great about the recruiting process and she really knew what she wanted, but there were a few schools and I'm just to be honest that, that showed some interest that I was like, yeah, I, you're not going to go there. You know, that's not, Yeah. I know a little bit about that yep. program and yep. I don't, that's not going to be for you, you know? And then yeah. there were some places that she really, really liked and she was so mature in it and upfront was like, Mom, I really like this school and this school and this school, but I'm not going to go that far away. And she would tell them immediately. And I loved mm. that about her because as a coach, you just, it's a two way street and you do not want to waste your time on a kid that already knows she's not going to go there just because she wants to get that offer. And I loved her maturity and how she handled all that recruiting. Yeah. Um, do you want to call some out? Some of those schools you don't like out? You want to go ahead and call no, them? Name them? No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You can totally name them. No, I'm going to go ahead and keep that to myself. Oh, no. <laughs> come on. We're, we're going to cause uh, headlines all over the country. Uh, no. Maybe, I'm, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> to, just to kind of wrap up, your your team, I, I, wanted, I do want to finish on your team. Uh, you guys have won 10 of your last 11. You are playing really well. You're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the entire country. You're actually ninth in the country in three-point shooting. Uh, for teams that haven't tuned in and haven't checked you guys out, um, what does make you guys so dangerous as we head into March? And, and what's, what is it about you guys? You know, Obviously, the three-point shooting is going to be part of it, but what, what, what's going to make it. you guys such a tough out? I, I really think it's our, um, our chemistry, and, and we're deep. Um, you know, we, we play nine to ten players a game, and, um, and we can really pass the basketball. Um, when we hit 20 assists, our goal is to, to double up our turnovers and assists. And when we hit 20 assists and keep our turnovers to around 10, we're really difficult to beat, I think, because, um, because we just share the ball so well. And, and you, there, we don't have one specific player that you have to shut down. Um, we just have, we just are very unselfish and our kids, you know, pass the basketball. And I'm telling you, it's amazing how um, just that fundamental skill alone, passing the basketball can elevate your game. Um, it, it has done tremendous things for our program and for our team. And when we share it, um, we're really good. And, and I also think that our kids are really starting to buy in on the defensive end of it. And um, when we can defend um, without fouling particularly, um, I think that makes us tough. But I would say passing the basketball, and, and that's why we can get those open looks at the three-point line as we set each other up. Yeah. So it's, it's been really fun. Yeah, well, UT Arlington averages 18 assists a game, which is 15th in the country. Uh, one of the, the more efficient offensive teams, but uh, playing really well. Again, has a chance to, to make some noise. 22-6, uh, 14-3 in conference, sit in first place in the Sun Belt. Coach, I really appreciate you taking some time for me and, and sharing your story and talking about your team, and best of luck uh, the rest of the way. Thank you so much, and I really enjoyed it, and I appreciate you um, and putting us in the spotlight a little bit. Our, our kids really deserve it, so thank you so much. Well, thanks so much. 
to Coach Gerlich for joining me and talking to me a little bit about her story and her program. Thank you for listening, uh, whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, it's really appreciated. If you listen on iTunes, you can leave a rating or review. That is appreciated as well. You can find me on Twitter always at Blake Dudonis. And until next time, this is The Jump Run.